0: this is the true story
1: to find out what happens. what happens when people stop being polite start getting yo 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 i want to welcome 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 everybody to another episode of the real world And I got two of my mans in here with me today Fan favorite, my man Darren Yo First time guest, my boy Chris Yo Uh, I'm really excited to have Chris on the pod Um, It's a brother I got the chance to meet While hanging out with my guy for his birthday I'd heard his name a bunch of times Heard about how crazy he was But one of the reasons I wanted to get him on the pod Was because I thought he did some great stuff in the community And we need to highlight more things like that So given that I just want to give you the chance to kind of, you know, introduce yourself, and then we'll kind of get into what you've been doing.
0: Uh, appreciate you, for one, uh, Mr. Darrell, for allowing me to be here today. Uh, start off just a quick, quick autobiography. Um, grew up in the area, pretty much the Suitland, Landover area. Uh, most of the things I do right now, um, are, uh, mainly Ward 8 Also PG County, the whole DMV area Pretty much just uh, trying my best To empower, inspire Motivate the youth through young young Adults and uh just Help them out with their confidence and their motivation And try to get you to the next level In life so you can see for a generation of wealth For your family
1: Alright, so as a synopsis with that Does that mean this is a curse free episode? Because it seems like we gotta go that route Because my man is very inspirational today Me and Darren curse a lot my mom listens to the podcast every once in a while. She tells me like, eh, might need to calm it down." You know what I'm saying? But for you, uh, you this might be the second episode I have where I've never said a curse word. Uh, we could, we could we, I think we could leave out some curse words today. We,
0: we, can, we can, we can attempt it. We
1: yeah, can we attempt can, it. yeah. Strong right. attempt. So uh, I don't never, I never talk sports on the pod, but I wanted to bring something up because it's been going on for the past week or so. It's heavy in the news unless you live under a rock everybody's heard of antonio brown and kind of the way that he forced himself out of the oakland raiders while i don't care about it from the sports aspect um what i want to see is just from anybody's opinion why do we feel like so many people support the way that he's moved and likes those moves so that he you know could get himself to the place that i guess ultimately he wanted to go
2: Mm. well i mean the whole situation is just crazy He just finessed the whole situation. You can't really be mad at him for for, for finessing the situation. I think it's just really how he went about doing it.
1: I can definitely be mad that he finessed the situation. Here's Uh why i say that. All right, right, go ahead. I think the worst worst thing that was ever said about me, and I had somebody say this as an insult, one time is Darrell's a me guy. So it seems like Antonio Brown is what I would consider a me guy. Mm, Alpha self. Right, where it didn't matter who he was throwing under the bus to kind of get him where he wanted to go. He put on tears, you know, different people and situations, didn't care about any of these things. He made a commitment to play someplace, and I get it in sports. It's a little bit different. But if one of your things and your issues is that you don't you're not true to your word and nobody believes you, why am I going to believe you at the next thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. when I okay. look at it and I turn it internal, one, the person that said that to me was way wrong. I gave him a great gift when he got married, even though I wasn't invited to the wedding. I only got an invite to the reception, but my man got a couple hundred dollars for me. So, whatever to that. But if I was him in that situation, the one thing that I'd want people to do, or at least the people that were really in my corner, you got to believe me. Like, if I tell you I'm going to do something, you, my man, 100 grand, know me forever. I want to follow through with that so that you always have faith that I'll do that. Or if there's something that I'm doing, I've never attempted to throw you under the bus. I don't care how bad something's gotten, uh, whatever stuff is going on in my life. I would never throw you under the bus to make myself better.
2: I I feel what you're saying, but who do you feel like he owed that to, though?
1: Everyone. absolute everyone. Why? You owe that to your coach. You owe that to other players that you played with. You don't go to your, your boss and curse him out, call him all kinds of names, call him a cracker. I'm okay. I'm a black man just like anybody right. else. Yeah. If somebody called us the the quote unquote N-word, we got a problem. I'm assuming that cracker is the same thing if you're a white person. And even if it's not, it's gotta I be I along the same level. Right. I shouldn't be the person that's using a derogatory term against you. So me knowing that is a thing, why would I then support somebody that either acts in that way or talks in that way to people? Because you've never heard me use a derogatory I'd say word or any rhetoric about any class of people. I just don't talk like that. So it's not something I tolerate. Right. And yes, I say I say nigga because I'm black, but I don't really go against stuff like that. Like I don't talk about gay people in derogatory ways or Asian people in derogatory, that's not my thing. So I can't condone it just from that standpoint.
0: I got you, I got you. I also concur. I feel that almost anything, you shouldn't have to do anything negative to get a positive outlook from somebody else. He did, he did something for attention, and he got attention, but it was very immature for him to be almost a role model to these kids, for you to have to go that route to disrespect coming from a black coach to disrespect a white coach and call him a racist word. Now you're going to another white owner, which also might be racist to blacks. Who knows? Um, Gordon. They said he had mental issues just last year because of the team. Magically, he's back on the team right now. And now you have A.B. next to him, who we can tell has some form of mental issues going on because there's no way that a man of his caliber, his age, has to go that route just to get his way. That's a tantrum tantrum if you're three, four years old. So being that the man is close to 30 years old, it's no excuse that you have to do that to get your way. And if we can't do it for $15 an hour, he shouldn't be able to do it for $15 million a year.
1: Damn. Yeah.
0: Well, spitting those bars.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spitting those bars. Um, When I hear you talk about just the way that he did it. One of the things that I think about him being a black person. The first thing we think, honestly, it's not about him being an athlete. Right. We think about the color of his skin and how people see him. A lot of the stuff that we do, unfortunately, we're judged based on just how we look we all have a responsibility and i mean all of us every time we step foot outside of our doors however we act in public to the rest of us because unfortunately we don't get the the benefit of the doubt of all being good whenever people think of black men specifically they think of okay you're a criminal okay you're a hoodlum okay you're doing any of these other crazy things we don't get the you know what you're the businessman I want to be the educated brother down at the bank, like, you know what I'm saying, Uh, Nino Brown was saying. That would be me, I want people to see me that way. People don't always see me that way. If I was, you know, you remember when we were in college, I had my hats real low, crazy, you know, baggy clothes. No one would even think that I was a smart kid. All you saw was an image. So, I'm again, I'm upset with him because of that. He has so much to prove and unfortunately, it's not just about him. I don't care how much we do, everybody has a platform you got to put on for everyone and not just yourself
2: i agree i really think that his 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 mental health is probably not good though i i I just i refuse to believe that he he's acting like that you know just because i mean clearly he wanted out of the team but his his, you know the way he went about about doing it and you know the way he goes you know the helmet issue and you know everything else he's been going through it just i don't know I think he got some some issues upstairs personally.
1: This is going to sound messed up, and I was about to say what a curse word. Are we sure that he has a mental issue? I feel like a lot of times that we default to that when people act in ways that we don't understand, and I don't know if that's being fair to people that
0: actually have mental issues. You're 100% correct. Mm-hmm. Um Some mental issues start as childhood, sometimes they're not ever diagnosed in a person's life they die and people don't ever even know about it. Sometimes people don't express what's really going on internally with them and ever expose it to anybody else. And a lot of people hide their true emotions like black men do, and that's why they say we have some of the most mental issues because they don't see us cry. So if you don't cry, what are are you covering up or when is it ever gonna come out? And the problem is sometimes it comes out at the wrong time. So I believe like what D is saying, He might have something going on and it's coming all out on this other owner. It went to Tomlin. It went it went down to um, to Gruden. And now it's going to go to Kraft. It's going to go to Belichick. Belichick hasn't dealt with nobody on that degree in that manner in 15 years. If I'm correct, last person that has given him any type of nonsense was Randy Moss and Randy Moss was producing. Now he has Gordon and he also has him. What is he going to do? And those and and those people are going to get the money. I just want to see how he handles this situation and what happens. I want to see Antonio Brown do something to Tom Brady, like when he threatened uh, Carr. He 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 threatened uh, Roethlisberger. He threatened Nah. He, ain't he threatened
1: Carr. He actually he, likes Derek Carr. He threatened the
0: the GM Mayock. That's yeah. what we
1: got. At. Yeah, he's cool, Carr. I'll give him his credit for that. That's, Only because I'm a Raider fan. Like, <laughs> I
0: ain't giving him much, but I'll give him that. But um like 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 D said, I mean his 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 image is way greater than that. I mean, it's sad to say it. If Godell, which I don't have that much of a love for, if he doesn't do something about some of this stuff, it's only gonna get ten times worse. This started with T O. This started with um nah. with with Chad they, Ocho at Chad Ocho Cinco. They all went to practice. That is accurate, but they still were allowed to do a lot of on-field and off-field antics with no penalty, and with no penalty. Uh-huh. And and now Antonio Brown, because of his skill set, is allowed to get away with it. He cried wolf and look where it got him. So it, it look where it got him. It is a hundred percent accurate. And then um the other now let's flip it. Cap has cried wolf. Where's it got him? I can't
1: go down this road. Like, yeah, I'm gonna let you ride. But,
2: but hold up, before we go down this road, just to to, to piggyback off that, or off of what you said, sometimes it can be used. You know, mental health can be used as an excuse. I know somebody that I was dealing with. You know, she she told me that she had she was bipolar. <laughs> no, 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 real talk. So she said she's bipolar, but I feel like she and well, she used it as 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 an excuse. And so did the people around her. But I felt like what she was using it for didn't make sense. It was it was regular things that the average person would be mad about. Like, for instance, I was on the phone with her one day. Somebody cuts her off in in, in traffic. She curses him out. I'm like, that's the same thing I would do if somebody cut me
1: off. But I'm not bipolar. So the reason that I laugh before people think I'm insensitive, I know this story. And I don't think that Shorty was. I She might have been bipolar or had a mild version of it. I don't think that what it was was the way that she explained it to you. Like she, right? But did you see? But you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because she, her, and, took
2: it her and the people that. around her—they enabled it. Right? They use yeah, it as an excuse. Like, oh, she's just tripping. She's bipolar. I'm like, well, she's getting mad about the same thing that. I would get mad about, or somebody else I know that we, you know they would get
1: mad about. Or me. did you make her bipolar? No, I definitely didn't, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Some people think zodiac signs. <laughs> if your zodiac sign or something, then you bipolar. Yeah, I right. Mean,
0: it's, it's a lot of things that seriously that's that's psychological. I'm still educating myself on a lot of these things. I'm not um, obviously expert in none of these different categories, but again, it's, it starts with the person because technically. Um, real real researchers say that you can reverse a lot of these things in yourself a, a lot of depression can be reversed you just can't keep doing the same thing expecting a different result which is insanity yeah I was gonna say that's so the definition of insanity you have to you have to change the narrative and you have to change. If you want something to change, you got to start with change from yourself. You can't keep changing because somebody else wants change for you. That's from a husband, a wife, a coach or anything else. And that's what you're starting to see a lot more. And the problem is people keep things bottled up and then when it comes out, it's just coming out in the wrong manner. But if Antonio Brown can use positive energy, he could use his positive skill set. He could be teaching so tens and tens of thousands of kids on how to get as great as him at such a young age And do the things he's doing But also at the same time I mean Marshawn Lynch didn't do it Until he left the NFL Now look at where he's at now Luckily But a lot of them don't go that route Nah Marshawn
1: was always about the community though bro No no
0: that's what I said Oh yeah No yeah. No, no, no no he didn't talk He didn't talk a lot to the reporters Nah he didn't And that's what I'm saying These other people He was t- in the community t-o, Yeah he, right now He's, he's you he's, yeah. he's very very in the community I he love it. you And also he had the money to do it with also right. Warwick Dunn just gave away his 155th house to to to, to, um, to mothers who don't have houses. You know, no one's heard about what we done for 15 years. But look at what the man is you doing. You know
1: Deshaun Watson was actually one of the kids who his mom got a house from work done? This is a true story. Wow, didn't
0: know that. Man, I know that. It's a
1: true story. So you never know how you impact somebody's life through whatever kindness or whatever time that you have or, you know, a lot of your charities. Think about that. Deshaun Watson, with the money he's going to get paid, he'll be able to impact other lives, you know, 10 times as much of, as work done if he wanted to. He's just going to make that much more money. He's a quarterback, right. and they make yeah. more money now. Yeah, yeah. Um, off sports for a little bit. Uh, Chris, you were kind of talking about some of the things and the, the ways that you kind of see the community. The reason I really wanted you on the pod, like, again, I think it's dope kind of listening to you and the way that you move and some of the stuff that you're doing. Talk to me a little bit about some of the initiatives that you do kind of in the community, some of the people you talk to, some of the youngins that you're trying to get through to, how that works. Um, because obviously I think that a lot of us need to do more of that. And if I'm being fair to myself, I always, I'm willing to help kids, but I, I usually help the kids that can help themselves. In a sense, it's like, you see that smart kid where maybe he doesn't have the same amount of chances that you have, but you're able to pull him up because you know somebody or you know some place that's, you know, somebody that you can kind of put him with and he'll be fine
0: i'm not reaching the at risk people like you are, so I want to hear about that um, definitely appreciate it again for even asking me about it um throughout the summer um I was with another lady in the area miss hardy she 's very known um uh, we did a lot of guns down guns down prevention um we started this with just uh donations out of our pocket um in in this area the d m v temperatures were 100 degrees. I started with a cooler and got waters. She had snacks and um, we had books. We went to some of the uh, roughest neighborhoods in Southeast where neither one of us um, originated and neither one of us really grew up at all. Um, We would try to at first go there in the daytime, try to see if we can get some type of community leader, whether it was a woman, whether it was a man, to just say, hey, this is what we're about. This is what we're trying to do. Obviously, they feel that um, we were mandated and that we we had to come do that and something like that. Basically, we're like, no, we see what's going on. Uh, We know other people see it. We're not sure who's a part of it, who's not a part of it. At the end of the day, the best way to start something is lead by example. And the best way to be a leader is you have to serve first. You have to serve your own people first. You have to serve your community first. And bless people, bless people. That's one of the biggest things I go by. So being where I'm at right now in my life and everything, and I'm capable to have just a little bit of extra time, I try to make sure that when I heard in a Michael Jackson song, two decades ago you know don't shun your eyes to what you see every day you know um I was unfortunately with the the younger brother uh Karan Brown the week before he was killed um we have him on tape when he says um you know put the guns down and and pick your hands up and fight and um that's what led to that little young man's death um it, it, it's obviously so much more that needs to be done Again, I just got um, certifications on some mental health first aid last year. Um, right now, I'm getting domestic health, domestic violence certifications, human trafficking, teen dating violence, de-escalation techniques, um, all of those. Um, I've uh, went to a few schools, high schools and middle schools in the area teaching um, anti-bullying techniques, dealing with suicide. Um, obviously, it's very, very, very big in the United States. Every eight minutes um, out of the day, a child is thinking about being suicidal right now. So. The reason I I go after the at risk is like one of my cousins said, they don't, a lot of them don't have the resources. A lot of them, a lot of people, don't really care about them in the way that they need to. Some of them, on, on, unfortunately, statistics show that the fathers are not in their lives. That plays a really, really big role. And as we've heard a few phrases throughout our life, obviously, birds of a feather flock together, and obviously, show me your friends, I'll show you your future, and you're a product of your environment, and that's what usually does come into play. You know, um, sometimes, unfortunately. The educational system it can help us but also can hurt us it, it, it teaches us enough to to get out out of school but it doesn't teach you how to be successful for the longevity of your lifestyle and generational wealth and sometimes when that wasn't taught to you from your mother and your father and unfortunately like meek mill said in oodles and noodles you know uh moms aren't there you know you're raising yourself now the streets are raising these kids. Social media is raising these kids. You know, these kids, unfortunately, one biggest thing that um I, my initiative now is to start seeing that your mother and your father are your heroes. And it's not a rapper. And I'm sad to say it, it's not an Antonio Brown for the time being, at least. You know, your mother and father are the ones who do the most for you. Sometimes it was our grandmothers. We called them Big Mama. It was sometimes one person's grandmother in the neighborhood who took care of the whole neighborhood when all the mothers was, were gone. We have to get back to that in some way. Nowadays, it's so much hatred. It's so much bullying, starting from the the political level all the way down to the childhood level. And when these kids don't have an education on it, they don't even know that it's bullying. When I go to schools and I talk to the kids, I see it on their face. A lot of things they cannot even stop. Like when I go to a school, sometimes in the southeast neighborhoods, and I say, you know, If your clothes were dirty on Monday, your mother might not have money for detergent. Your clothes are going to be dirty on Wednesday and Thursday. So you already know you're going to get bullied. So you're not going to want to come to school. On top of that, your hair, you might not be able to change how your hair looks right now. Your mom might tell you she does not have money for two more weeks. So what are you going to do? What if it's two, three brothers and sisters in the household? You got to share clothes. We've all heard about these stories. And the problem is these stories still exist. This wasn't just the 60s and the 70s. We're all the way up into 2020. I don't think about the past, I only look to the future. You know, If we don't start helping our youth, it is not gonna be a youth. These kids do not respect their own lives enough. So if you don't respect yourself, you definitely don't have respect for nobody else.
1: So let me stop you for a second, right?
0: Um, When I see kids a lot now, we
1: notice this. When adults would come around, You straighten up. We weren't yelling and cursing around adults. Uh, The way we moved and acted was way different because I think we had a sense of community. If Mrs. So-and-so down the street saw you, that was the same as your mom seeing you. And you didn't want none of those problems. Like, if you ever embarrassed your parents in the neighborhood or any place else, we all know that's a problem. Do you think it's because the kids don't have, like, I guess, like a high sense of self-worth? that they don't care about the same things that we do, or is it also, if I'm being fair, it's, you know, probably our generation's fault because a lot of the kids that we're seeing now are the kids that, you know, frankly, and this is probably a terrible assumption, but I'm going to keep it real. There's a lot of young mothers. There's a lot of, you know, absentee parents. So you're being, you know, birthed into these like crazy situations that you couldn't control And you don't necessarily have all of the resources that, let's say, a two-parent household or somebody that went to school had. Now you're kind of behind the eight ball. So, like you said, a lot of times these kids don't feel like they have the same thing. So, how do we get through to them to say or just to tell them, you know what? Okay, maybe you didn't get the best hand coming out the gate, but you still have a future. Like, there's still things that you can see. Like, I can look at myself. Yes, I'm a product of a single-parent household. I will never front on my mom and act like I didn't have stuff. But there were also some rough times. But I also know nobody could tell me that I wasn't, you know, the the ish when I was growing up. I knew that I was the smartest kid walking. And knowing that, I always was really confident about that. I ain't care about nothing else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody might be better than me or something else. But me having that confidence in myself propelled me to keep going. So what do we do to impact that? Because that's what you're speaking to. How do we change that narrative and, you know, like uplift
0: these kids so that they feel better about themselves? Um, um, it wasn't an assumption you said, actually. It's it's almost a fact that what you said about the mothers and also the fathers, um, when they don't have that two-parent household, you do. Unfortunately, sometimes when you grow up in poverty, as we know. You grow up with no resources. And when you grow up with no resources, sometimes you see trauma. And a lot of these kids are faced with PTSD. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. We always want to relate that to the military. But it starts with the, it really is with, with the word trauma. And these kids only know those things. So when I start to talk to them at schools and they talk about bullying and stuff, it's sometimes happening in their house every day. You know, unfortunately, you end up modeling what you see. So if dad is doing something to mom, you're probably going to do something to another female. But one way to try to change a lot of these narratives right now, um, I I have no choice but to always go back to education. Um, The illiteracy rate is 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 astronomical right now in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, including Baltimore. Um, That's one part. Um, On top of that, uh, I believe the community centers and I believe uh, the churches and a lot more. Mentors, a lot more mentors. These kids need to see that there's a lot of other people that are normal. Working people that grew up in the same Neighborhoods as them that are successful And they did not get there By selling narcotics they did not Get there by Cutting someone else's throw or anything Else these kids unfortunately They idolize the social Media stars these social Media stars unfortunately sometimes Have some of the worst mental health cases because We've seen over this last five years Some millionaires that are taking their own lives So that unfortunately shows you Where their integrity, like you were saying earlier, might have got them now, you know, you know, kind of what you've done to get to where you are. And some people know that when you've only stepped on enough people's shoulders and enough people's backs and you finally made it to the top, it doesn't feel good because, you know, you didn't work your way there. and You didn't earn that platform that you're on. It kind of was given to you. And, you know, this is probably going to be taken from you sooner or later because sometimes you don't have the education. And we see that in a lot of these celebrities now. Like you first started, I appreciate you again for saying, let's try to keep the expletives out of this. All the curse words and stuff like that. Let's actually have a, a talk where these kids can understand exactly what you're saying. And when you go to these schools, even when they get off the bus stops. Six-year-olds, eight-year-olds, ten-year-olds, twelve-year-olds. It's a F. It's a B. It's a MF. It's a don't give up. It. They don't hold the doors for the grandmothers. They don't even have a vocabulary. If you do not even know how to use more than ten words without using a curse word, what what job are you going to get? How you how you going to have customer service skills? You're not. And then if somebody else comes into your store. Or your establishment or some of my friends like I tell them you want your own business. What happens when someone comes to your business and treats you how you treat other people? How are you going to deal with that? Oh, I'm not playing that. I'm not playing that. That that. Well, so I got a question for you. Right. We talk a lot about the kids and I certainly
1: agree with that. How do you recruit people who maybe they're afraid of that environment or they're afraid of maybe the kids that they're going to interact with? to come in and be willing to help because if you're saying that i need people that look like us that are regular you could take somebody like me i'm not i'm not worried about that because i'm from southeast you know what i'm saying like even though i get it a lot of people don't believe it i'm from fort dupont park so i know it like Rayfer edmund's mom lived down the street from me like so there are certain things that you know like i was exposed to as a kid nothing really happened but you knew who the drug dealers were they just didn't mess with you back in the 80s You know what I'm saying? So, like, how do you get people that look like me that are successful to then be able to and be willing to help out with something? Like, how do they get involved? Because we got to speak to them, too. It's not just about
0: the kids right now. We got to speak to people who can actually do something about it. Um um I, I really really appreciate that question. Um you hit the head on the nail right now. Um one of the next initiatives I'm a part of right now is Man the Block. That's pretty much um in the Southeast communities, three of them, the Congress Heights, Anacostia Station, Good Hope area where where, uh, with Richard White, Mr. Marco Clark, and a few other people, we are having um, 100 volunteers, if possible. It starts on uh, September 26th, where we're going to have the first meeting, and it's to get the kids home safely from school. Um, we're looking for 100 volunteers in those three areas. So that's 300 volunteers, so that's Monday through Friday, anytime time that you can give from three to seven to make sure that our kids are starting to get home safely. Because in the district, without having school buses, kids are walking kids home and kids are unfortunately getting caught in crossfires they're also seeing the things they don't need to see they're hearing the things they don't need to hear and unfortunately it's it's, it's really the peer pressure is really unfortunately relating to them and it's motivating them to do more negative things because you see those people outside the the liquor stores but they are smoking something that smells good to you even at the age of 13 so that's what you now, now that's what you think is the next thing to do but um me personally, um, on my nonprofit I'm a part of, Impass, Empas, E M P A S underscore O R G on Instagram and also hundred Black Fathers Incorporated. I'm the community activist. I'm the community outreach. One thing that I'll be doing also oh, you Obama. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> this 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 entire light skin with dreads. I mean, <laughs> light skin with braids, but he's Obama. <laughs> this this fall season, into the winter season, I'm very big with giving back. Um like you said, Darrell, anybody that wants to give back, I will make sure that it's possible because it's not always that you do everything on camera. OK, do things for intention, not attention. Um, it's obviously going to get cold. We're, we're going to need, obviously, the hats, the coats, the gloves, all of the above Um I'm very big on, on obviously giving back To the community again so I do Things at retirement homes through the nonprofit. We're allowed to give service hours to kids So so others may eat Some in D.C. 801 The men's shelter MLK I'll keep going down the list of the community centers The churches it's cleanups It's so much things that you can be a part Of either as an adult or your Child or your high school child It's mandatory in all high schools That they have to get service hours So to piggyback on what you said how um, if you don't want to go to the rough communities um, again I'm going to keep on having them come out I'm going to talk to those parents I'm gonna start to do a lot more podcasts. thank you again for having me today it's my first one I really appreciate it um, a lot more small skits a lot more small skits that are educating these kids a lot more and I'm going to promote them a lot more Instagram so that they see a lot more positive videos make them think positive about themselves like the self-worth like you said and self-awareness because when you knew better you do better and when your confidence is up high you can do a lot of things but when these kids are getting yelled and screamed at at home by their parents and then people in the streets no one's telling them that they love them every single solitary day i've even fell short of that with my own daughter so i had to even tell myself look this is how you have to talk a little bit more it's not always about your tone it's about a kid comprehending you you just yelling, they're not going to ever know when they did something right or when they did something wrong. Because if you're always yelling at them, even if they come in there with straight A's and you start screaming at them, they're going to start cringing up because they think you're about to assault them in some way because all they ever hear is you screaming and yelling at them. So I just want to um, have all parents come out, all kids come out as from, from September right now. All the way through the rest of the school year The man block is going to be a year long program Getting the kids home safely But obviously I'm going to be in the community Every single day in some of these areas So I'm going to talk to a lot of parents And I want those parents to start bringing these kids out So these kids can start to see The other side of just that one neighborhood That they go to And also the social media stuff Where you see stuff in other places That you don't even know that exists I want you to get more acclimated And more familiar with stuff That's in your own neighborhood If you're 10 years old let's go to the high school that you want to go to do you want to go to college do you want to go to military you know what celebrities do you want to see and why do you want to see them let's go show you some people in this marlin dc virginia area that are doing big things like the rail yeah he's not on the cnn yet he's on his way <laughs> you know but reality you know, is angela
1: rye lives in my building yes yeah, sir <laughs> you know Man, dead serious Dang.
0: all all dead heroes serious. don't wear capes that's one of my biggest things, you know. I want a lot more people step to, into the booth, up the, the tie. <laughs> Superman's alive, <laughs> you know. So um, that's one of the biggest things. Um, but I'm, I'm, um, I'm always have my social media. Up. Uh, my email address is, I'll be posting a lot of food drives, a lot of coat drives. They're going to be um, continual throughout the entire year. It's not just going to be in October. It's not just going to be in November. Unfortunately, it's a lot of places just like uh, St. Thomas More and um off 4th Street in Southeast D.C., you know, um, through Catholic Charities, I'm into recently um, incarcerated men that are getting out, basically. So we call it um, Re- return citizens. But also at the Catholic Charities area over there, St. Thomas More, they feed over 550 homeless families right now and they just lost one of their canned food providers so I already told them that I'm very very close to them every month I'm going to start having it so it can be a food drop every single month I'm not going to wait for a lot of these other organizations around me that are doing things or aren't doing things I'm not going to look at no one in a negative light I don't want to bring negative energy I don't want to point the finger of blame I'm going to look at where we are as a nation and where I am as 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 a black man myself and how I can keep doing better. And that's why I say lead by example, one of my biggest uh, supporter groups also. And they do a lot in the community also. So we're going to have plenty of help for anybody that wants to come out. And if any of y'all listening, if y'all have any um, community events, anything at your school, back to school night, um, if it's dads that are not present, they need help. In any way Dealing with the legal system The court system I'm working on a lot of initiatives On paper On paper To try to help a lot of these fathers out Just like the program in Baltimore is doing A lot of reasons why We are not in Some of us Are not involved in our kids lives Are sometimes because the female is vindictive But reality is It's okay It's okay I was gonna say uh, It's okay I said sometimes I was gonna say But Uh, I just (laughs) Like
1: I rock with it But I don't want to get away from an amen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's where certain people are tuning it out. Where can we find, like, I'd say, like, you, maybe your social initiatives, so I can specifically and directly get to kind of some of the stuff that you're doing? Because I know we talk talk down about it. I know you got the hashtag that says guns down, but how can we find
0: you? Um, One way to find me, um, again, um, Instagram, uh, E M P A S underscore O R G. That's, uh stands for Empowered Through Music, Productions, Arts, and Services. That's uh, my 501c3 nonprofit where we're um, in uh, two high schools and two middle schools right now, actually, where we teach kids that um, don't know everything about football and basketball to get the, uh, your other inner talent, maybe a singing, songwriting, a DJ, you know, all the different talents. Um, that's one platform. Um, the other initiative, like I said, Man the Block. That's um at man un, um um underscore the underscore block. That's also on Instagram too. So um any any kids in the area um and that are that are having any issues with anything, you know, you can always reach me and contact me through there also because we have a lot of people that are overlooking that. Also, uh, email Chris C H R I S at E M P A S dot org. Chris. At empas.org for all email, basically, and everything. Um, I'll be starting to have a YouTube channel in a few more weeks, and um, my guns down, prayers up, a shirt that um, obviously, I put an initiative out to try to um, you know, um, enlighten a lot of the uh, stuff that's going on in the community dealing with um, anti-gun violence. Those shirts will start to be on sale soon, just to help and give back to the community.
1: That's dope, man. That's dope.
2: That's dope.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna end this with that only because, again, sometimes I think that the work is way more important than a lot of the jokes and stuff that we have. Um, Again, I want to say thank you for coming through. Uh, Darren, thank you for actually giving me the recommendation. No, um, no, no, no. Because, again, yeah, he needed to be heard. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I know him off of this as like the fun guy. I didn't know the serious stuff that he was doing, and I, again, we just got to highlight that.
2: you know, he's still the fun guy, and, you know, you know, the thing is I'm just proud of him because, you know, He's changed within the last year. Uh, he's just been trying to do more in the community. So I feel like, you know, with his platform, he just needed to be heard, you know, because, you know, we all we got is each other. So all we can do is just, you know, help each other build each other. Yeah, we brand. don't big each other up,
1: who will? Yeah, who else
2: will. So, right. You
1: know, amen. Right. Um, You know how I end every episode. Ball players want to rap, rappers want to ball. I just want a podcast. This is the real of the real world. I have my man Chris with me. Thank you. Again, thank you to my man Darren, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.